Hey, it's uh, the Good Noise Podcast. We're here with uh, Nick and Mari from uh, Love Rose. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, what inspired you guys to start the band? Well, originally... Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, originally, um, yeah, originally, Love Rose was kind of a... It was just me. It was just a solo project. Like, I wanted to continue, like... I guess sharing the spotlight. I already did. I'd been in two bands that were successful and yet unsuccessful at the same time because I got kicked out of the first one and the second one I left voluntarily. So I'd already had my music kind of as like a thing, but I'd always wanted to do more with it. And Nick and I work really well as far as uh, music goes. So that was like, he was the first person I came to. Mm-hmm. in regards to like who was gonna be joining me first yeah and then i was asking around on facebook um like you know to see if anybody else wanted to be part of like you know just this collective that i was trying to make mm-hmm. and nicole was one of the first people that responded to my facebook post okay. mm-hmm. so right off the bat like when i first performed with the two of them together it was like it felt right like and the vibe that we all had like i feel like matched and we all kind of want the same thing i feel like mm-hmm. i mean nick you obviously you can attest to this like you definitely like yeah no it was um it was like really cool uh being able to like 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 that for like i didn't join the band until last summer okay. and it was fun because it was kind of like my vacation band I, yeah. mm-hmm. I got to like sit on a cajon that's that. <laughs> and that was, yeah, I need to buy a drum set. I'm working on that. But, um, yeah, no, I think I just, what happened was that we had, like, our, one of our friends, who's another guy in the New Jersey scene, he was having a graduation party. Mm-hmm. He was having a bunch of people from, like, a bunch of different bands that we're all friends with over, like, his house. We're all partying. We had, like, a whole band set up. So I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were, yeah, and Marissa and I jammed a little bit, and it was, like, the first time I got to, like, sit down at, like, a real drum set in a while and just play, and it was awesome, and I think Marissa was, like, I think we were just playing some covers. Like, yeah, we were jamming out. We yeah. were playing a bunch of covers, and, like, I don't know why, but, like, when, like, I felt, like, just really, fu- like, it was really fun, like, being able to jam with Nick and, like, banter and, like, just have a lot of fun with it, and, like, I brought my ukulele for the fact that, like, everybody was playing covers, and, like, I didn't realize it at first, and I had left the ukulele at home, which luckily I was like 20 minutes away, so I like point grabbed it and came back to the party. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted to play some covers because it was a lot of fun, and I could easily do like join in on that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then when Nick and I played, it was like I felt like definitely like this was something that this could like this could work. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. If yeah. you were to be a part of the band, or like, and I was what like, I was trying to do. You want me to fill in for you, and then I started doing that, and then I was just like, let me play drums. <laughs> <laughs> and then he became a permanent member, and mm-hmm. I made an official post um, on the actual, on the Instagram, um, that Nick and Nikki were officially permanent members at that point, and mm-hmm. it all kind of came together, honestly. I feel like now that the band is a band, it mm-hmm. feels like there's more for me to work with. It feels like there's more, you know, there's more collectivity. It's hard to be a solo project. I get like, that, yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's not, it's not an easy feat. Like, you have to do a lot. You have to, you know, be your own manager. And mm-hmm. it's really hard. Um, but I wanted to share that because I knew that there were people who, you know, were as like-minded as I was that were willing to... Um, you know, willing to put up with my shenanigans and my procrastination. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like, but we're also able to, you know, handle, you know, other people and handle, like, I guess just like the energy of the room. So I definitely, like, I love our lineup. We're all great friends and it works. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Wow, that's good luck. It's <laughs> good. So, what is your writing process like? Uh, well, lately, I mean, Nick and I had. Uh, spoiler alert, we actually wrote two awesome new songs, which oh. I feel like are going to be really yeah. great. Uh-huh. Um, like, we pretty much we finished. We had, we had like this idea for an EP that we, and we finished writing mm-hmm. the, uh-huh. right before everything with the virus got. Yeah. So that way, when whenever the governor of New Jersey says it's alright, we can <laughs> just yeah. you know, start recording. 
think our plan is that we were talking about this earlier. This is what DriveKit is also going to attempt to do because what's probably going to happen is that like it's probably like, we're probably going to be allowed to like start gathering in like small groups. Mm-hmm. We'll actually have shows again. Yeah, so we're willing to try and like just like use that time gap to like start recording new music mm-hmm. and then just our time with that and get that all done and then hopefully by the time we're all done with that we'll be safe to play shows again and then we can promote it and release it and just dig the shit out of that yeah at least so that's what we're hoping to do that's what we're hoping to do with the uh... okay we'll see how it pans out that's yeah, a solid plan i mean it'd be amazing if we could start getting music out soon because i mm-hmm. have an ep already as love rose but that's only me like it's only me just playing ukulele with some fancy little keynotes in the background and, yes. and we, only, we only play one of those songs we only play like one of the songs off that ep so pretty much everything else is like yeah you know but we are going to re-record that one song yeah so. the song that we're talking about is the third track off of the solo ep on my way on my way was written um as like a kind of like homage to like my experience with having to be away from everybody for so long because mm-hmm. before yeah. all of all of this and uh-huh. before i was you know kind of here and you know just staying here permanently i was back and forth between here and new jersey and florida mm-hmm. i went out to new jersey <laughs> um because my parents were snowboarding back and forth between here and new jersey and i you know i wanted this it was like kind of like my i guess like my defiance as to having to stay so far away from everybody for such a long time like yeah. you know i was saying yeah i'm on my way back to where i want to be and there's nothing you can do to stop me about that you know that's yeah. my own i want to be where i am on my own terms mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think it's like a good addition to basically what the entire album kind of is it's like the collective feelings of like your inner thoughts your like your everyday anxieties and like mm-hmm. you know just the feeling of the world closing in around you but fighting your way back out of it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, so what's the first song that you guys wrote together the first song we wrote together actually um oh do you want to answer this one Nick, or you don't want me to oh, um I, mean, I think i know wait it was probably um it was probably one of the new ones, right? It was Yeah, it was one of the yeah, new ones. You have a song called Head in the Clouds that mm-hmm. I don't know, it will probably be dropping when we record it, whenever that'll be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was like I think the first time we got in a room together and tried to write. It's kinda weird. Like even though I played drums in this band, I've wound up I I so far I've written like a bunch of guitar parts. Mm-hmm. Like I have to teach Nikki or something, but mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still yeah. fun yeah. to have that. Yeah. Well, we're all kind of figuring it out, like, as we go along. Like, I am relearning how to play piano through all this because I'm using a keyboard and a synthesizer. Huh? You know, mm-hmm. like, I, I played guitar at, like, our first, like, uh, first full electric set, and it was definitely an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's something that, like, we're kind of all learning to do, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. You like that. So, <clears throat> sorry. So, what does Love Rose mean to you guys? The name? Well, originally when it was just me, I was mm-hmm. just Mari Rose. Like I like Rose was a middle name that I'd always wanted. And my mom and dad, like, this is, like, a thing about me that I don't mind saying, that, like, my mm-hmm. mom and dad never gave me a middle name when I was born for the first time. Oh. I was just simply Marissa Spelly. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. loved the middle name Rose, and I thought it was really pretty. And I went by Mari Rose music for a while, and then I wanted to... I like this band, The Dead Deads, and they have, like, a system where they, like, name their fans, um, like, such and such dead. Mm-hmm. So I was Lady Dead, um, mm-hmm. and Lady Rose became a thing that I mm-hmm. wanted to do, and I wanted to brand myself as Lady Rose. But then I found out when I was uploading my first EP on DistroKid that Lady Rose was already taken. I was like, oh, shit, I don't want to yeah. step on copyright brand. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I was like, well, what would be cool? Because I love the idea of like 
I loved the idea of like you know something rose and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, well wait a minute like what if I, I like I wanna like I I thought for like the first new album that I wanted it to say love comma rose like mm -hmm. as like an homage to that yeah. then I was like well wait a minute why don't I just make that the band name mm -hmm. yeah like yeah. have it be like it's a name but it's also a sign off to a letter like I yeah. thought that was mm -hmm. something like not a lot of people maybe would have heard of uh -huh. yeah and that then became my thing and then it expanded and then yeah <laughs> the rest is history <laughs> yeah. cool yeah well I like that that's already like a cooler origin than like half yeah. the names that we've gotten yeah most of them are like there is no yeah. meaning and they were like can you make up a fake one and they're like well <laughs> we don't have one <laughs> And I will admit, I also was inspired by Drive Kid a little bit. I liked the comma. Yeah, I think it's. I like that. Yeah, I think it's ironic that both the bands you're in have the comma yeah. in the name. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like the band name was already settled like before I was a part of it. Yeah. But I mm -hmm. guess, like for like what the band name means to me, I didn't really think much of it at first. I thought it was a cool name, mm -hmm. but I guess as we started writing more songs. Like, like, Rose to me is kind of like a character. Maybe it's a character that Marissa plays, or it's an extension of her, or whatever, I don't know, whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll talk that out later. But like, I don't know. Like the songs are for me, it kind of seems like pages out of like this person's diary or something. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. oh, yeah. That's cool. feelings, and she has a lot of. Yeah. yeah, that's really what it feels like to me is like just the pages from like a journal or like a story or like just a diary like you were saying Nick like just kind of like from your own personal experiences and yeah. Love Rose originally was you know obviously it was just me so this was really all my experiences being put into music like Drowned It Out was a you know one of our uh, kind of new-ish songs like one of our official original songs um uh, drown it out was more of like you know i want my voice to be heard like this is like me you know getting my message out to the world getting my mm -hmm. music out getting my like voice you know out to the world rich blood yeah. um which is another kind of newish one um mm -hmm. that we all uh worked on before, um that i it was a solo one and then it became an, an official one um mm -hmm. That one actually was about my personal home experience. Like oh. I lived, I can proudly say that I've suffered white privilege and I mm -hmm. was very ignorant to the fact that like there's so many people out there in the world, you know, like you're, there's there are people who are homeless, there's people who are, you know, in poverty. Like I had my life handed to me on a silver platter and mm -hmm. I am now like very much against that because i mm -hmm. came from like such a like middle class hardworking family who proudly flaunted their wealth but they mm -hmm. were also you know underlying were like transphobic homophobic like very mm -hmm. religious like very like you know and i found myself becoming more of a liberal person like and i yeah. kind of bring politics into it because my family ended up being like very like right wing on the side of things mm -hmm. and i found myself very further left you know, mm -hmm. from all of their policies and all of like what they yeah. mean. And Rich Blood, I didn't want to have to feel like I was coming from, you know, so like where I had so much more than other people, mm -hmm. but I wanted to have less, you know, because I feel like less is more than enough for me sometimes. Like, yeah. I, can, you know, I can do it, I can have what I want, but at the end of the day, we're all people. Like, I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to feel like I'm coming from privilege where other people haven't had as great of a life as me. And mm -hmm. I that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, so what what bands have you guys been listening to while you're stuck at home? Y'all gotta know what I've been listening to. <laughs> and Tim Shikari! I haven't stopped thinking about it. Yeah. I just... Yeah, I know. Andrew Shikari just released their new record, and it's amazing. And hold on. Fucking slaps. Uh, amazing. Uh, We're actually thinking of covering one of the newer ones at some oh, point, oh. because the hotel is a solid one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. The, uh, the variant is absolutely sick. Like, okay, I was supposed to go see them, because they're going to have, um, they're going like, to have, like, a record release show. Uh-huh. canceled, and I got the money funded. So, oh my god. Oh, that's I got a, a pre-order bottle and it came with this baby and it came with like a pen and a shirt and like a little friend with me. Mm -hmm. It's like, and by them, it's this. Uh, 
And this hot. album is actually amazing. I just wrote like a whole review on it. Newspaper, mm-hmm. and I'm really close for that to be out. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, Enter slaps without a doubt. Like I yeah. downloaded the entire pre-order of the new album, and yeah. I've been listening to it nonstop. Great Unknown, Dream of Hotel, Tina—they're all fucking favorites. And the King, I can play it on ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm like, like this album is like, if you like Twenty One Pilots, you'll really like this. Glory. Oh, like, absolutely. Glory. <laughs> it's like really like heavy on the electronic from the pilots, which is like something that Shikari has always done. But like, I don't know, this is like it got really weird on the record in like a really cool way. Yeah. Yo, can you like send me a link um, to that after this? Because oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely like to check that out. So, are you guys working on any projects while you're stuck at home? As far as projects go, I kind of have nothing. I mean, music-wise, I haven't written anything in a hot minute. Um, okay. But everything else-wise, I've been working on like at lickety split because I have work. You know, I've been working from home. I have been. Um, working on costume making outside of music. I am a cosplayer. I love cosplaying. Um, It is a passion of mine. I've always wanted to make costumes. And I started, like, you know, getting materials and stuff. I'm working on a lot. Like, I'm working on writing. I'm doing Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, like, fiction writing, like, Mm -hmm. story writing, but also, like, trying to lean back into songwriting as well. Like, Mm -hmm. I've just been keeping busy for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, my creativity kind of comes in waves. Uh-huh. So I'll, I'll be having like probably like a week where I'm just like writing songs, you know, working on drive kid demos, or mm-hmm. then, then doing whatever. But I'm just like, oh, I just want to learn. I'm on a play guitar. I don't. I don't feel like recording. I don't feel like whatever. I just want to watch Disney Plus. Yeah, <laughs> that's just kind of that. That that's just kind of ha- that that's just uh, how it's been lately. But I've written I've written like some songs, some songs that I think are really good. But um, I think I might want to release a solo music something, or maybe it'll be on a future drive to release. Oh. I don't know. It's always difficult, kind of like writing music between album cycles because at this point the next drive kid is like um, we kind of have every song that we want to be on there on there in the order that we want to uh-huh. like anything else that i write now it's like i either shelve it for like mm-hmm. another record or another ep or i try and you know get some equipment myself and release it on my own time under a different name so yeah. and i'm very indecisive so mm-hmm. i'm gonna end up not touching it <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. that's fair, fair. Um, so outside of working on music, what else have you guys been doing to stay busy? Take a lot of walks. Oh, watch, yeah. I've been watching Star Wars Rebels lately. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. It's good to get exercise. Especially yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, no, you can go ahead. I was just say, I really don't do much. I'm pretty lazy. Oh, I feel that. I felt that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah if it wasn't for podcasts, I wouldn't be doing anything. So yeah. Thanks, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your favorite part of being a part of the music industry? Definitely, just I think like in general, being in a band. Like I think I've always mm-hmm. wanted to be in a band. Like ever since I was a kid, my dad in particular, he always he had a guitar. Like he used to be in a band when he was in his teens, and like my grandfather, you know, used to write for some very big people. Like I, huh? and, you know, if, if I may humble brag for a minute, do you know who Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons is? Yeah, I don't. I, oh, I do. That's a sh- oh, Shane does. Yeah, Shane I do. does. Uh, you know that song? I love you, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Um. So my grandfather actually wrote their song "Tell It to the Rain." <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> wow. So I I have like a musical gene. Like I feel like yeah. it's just mm-hmm. always been part of my life. Like music has always been like a part of me and a part of who I am and like mm-hmm. I you know my dad would always take out his guitar and 
we'd sit around the table seeing the Beatles and the Beach Boys and the Rolling Stones and Elvis and all those guys and we would just have a good time and I always loved singing and like then I learned that my dad was in a band when I was like 12 years old and I was like I want to be in a band one day that would be so cool oh. like, you know, that was just always kind of something I wanted to do and I always yeah. wanted to be on the stage and I went yeah. to a performing arts high school for a good four years and you know I was able to kind of bring that side out of me and it was yeah. just always fun and yeah. I really loved doing that uh, and I even am getting um, a part of this tattoo there's going to be a little music note flag on it symbolizing my love for music so this oh, is cool. right now. <laughs> oh nice for me I'm not so sure I'd like equate like the local music scene and like the music industry as being like the same thing uh-huh. I definitely think they're like very related but it's yeah. it's like they're kind of like different vibes yeah because um, like, yeah. like, like, like both the music industry and like local music scene they can be like very like they can have like a lot of like very real people that you know, a lot of real connection between music and fans and industry personnel but it can also be like super performative like space mm-hmm. like you know like publicly interact with people yeah um, i try and do that less i just try and be like as authentic as i can especially in the end i'm in but i've also kind of worked on the more business oriented side of the industry i was publicity interned at a, a public relations firm okay. that works to promote that works with bands to like promote their music and stuff like that, so okay. that it was like a lot of me emailing music outlets being like hey like I have this band, I'm Nick from Muddy Pop PR, yada yada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I have to give them like a whole shtick, like get them to like pick a client and feature them on our website, or I got to like, out to local bands being like, hey, what's up? Um, firm, we want to, you know, we think your music's good, we want to do a PR campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it is still like a business, but I always try and like, you know, be as authentic as I can, even in that. I think that's just like really important because music at the end of the day is something we all care about. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't like <laughs> I don't like how uh I don't like how society capitalizes on people's growth sometimes, you know. I get that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. But with my own relationship with music in general, um I've just always really loved music ever since I was really small. Yeah. Um, my I'm I think the first I think like the the, my first introductions to like, like music on like an interesting level was um, my mom. Uh, my mom had a friend, and my mom and, and her friend's brother, um, kind of little-known indie band called Tilly in the Wall, and she had her and she had the records on um, on C- on like CDs, and, oh, yeah. I, and I it was like this really nice nice little like pop, indie pop band from like Nebraska, mm-hmm. and I would listen to their music. I was like six or seven. They were like, they were singing about like I don't know being gay and doing drugs. Like <laughs> 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 yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I was a little kid, but I I loved the songs they so catchy. And not only after that, my mom introduced me to. I was like seven. It was like that year. Uh, my mom took me to see the Killers. Oh. They were they were touring for Hot Fuss. That record just came out. I was, I was obsessed mm-hmm. with that record. I was obsessed with the Arctic Monkeys' first record. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of grew from there. Um, my mom was always an avid concert goer. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was like a t- she was like she was a really ballsy kid. She'd be like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, whatever, mm-hmm. like going into New York City like on her own, like or like with a friend on the subway, yeah. like Madison Square Garden to see like Aerosmith or whatever uh-huh. big metal band was around at the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, my dad um, did. Play, my dad was the person. My dad is the reason I play guitar in the first place. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do like, any extracurriculars when I was a kid. Yeah. I didn't like sports. I tried everything. I didn't like anything. My dad was like, you have to do something. You can't just sit at home and watch cartoons all day. And I was like, why not? So, I viewed learning an instrument as like more home. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Part of the reason I play ukulele is because of my dad, too. Because yeah, I, I got, wanted to learn guitar, but I was like having a hard time with it. Because <laughs> yeah, no. my fingers are so short, I can't reach over the damn fret. You know, it was difficult. It was frustrating. Learning guitar, learning guitar is can be really difficult. But I guess um, you know, I I really kind of grew up with it. 
I was like eight by thirteen guitar, and I think by the time I was eleven or twelve, I really started getting into it on my own. That's when I found bands like Green Day, and then later Blink, and mm-hmm. that's just kind of how that took off. Um, Dad did play a band in high school himself, and he has this like mm-hmm. bass, and he has like this beautiful Rickenbacker bass that I think is discontinued now, but it still works. Oh. It sounds amazing. Oh. Uh, he hasn't played with anymore, but um, no, I definitely, I definitely don't have the musical chemistry that uh, Marissa has. I'm kind of the anomaly. Uh huh. Um, so what's your favorite part of making the music, like, as a whole? Like, putting it together? I guess as a whole, it, um, I guess the lyrics are, like, my favorite part. Because like, always, like, it's easy for me to draw from personal experience when it comes to, like, writing music and being able to kind of, like, write about what I love. Like, my first original three songs, um were about don't shoot the messenger was about standing up for what you believe in on my way was my you know my stamp of personal defiance mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not so far apart was about my current relationship with my boyfriend mm-hmm. because you know all that time that like i was snowboarding between florida and new jersey like i had to be away from the guy i wanted to be with for like a good half of our relationship like we've been in a relationship it'll be like five years now in november mm-hmm. and congrats like, literally six months at a time i could not do it and mm-hmm. like i was able to write you know you know a song that like because he was so patient and he was like so ready to like you know be with me no matter what the you know the case was mm-hmm. and i was mm-hmm. so grateful for that that like i drew on that as like an experience of like you know if he's willing to say that like i'm gonna be there for you then who's to say that i can't say the same and not so far apart was drawn from that because even though we were thousands of miles away we were literally right in the same like place at the same time oh that's awesome yeah he was, yeah. Me, he was always you know and it was easy for us to kind of maintain the relationship even though we were so far apart and mm-hmm. we really were not so far apart at the same time yes you know that's how much we loved each other and i think that was like you know it's it's always like a good i feel like it's always like a good way of like being able to channel any frustrations that i may have or any like you know Mm -hmm. any moods that i may be going through or like just anything in life it's always great for me to be able to draw on personal experience from that yeah so yeah for me the the lyrics are also a big part of it it's um definitely a big outlet uh for me and uh, listening to bands like ender shikari has really kind of boosted uh i guess not so like major it's just like then mm-hmm. it's allowed me to really kind of like develop my uh like lyrical style and just like you know just of like words that's something i just i really like and that really helps me emotionally but i would mm-hmm. say but like at the same time like writing lyrics is something that i can do pretty much whenever i want even like even mm-hmm. if i don't the creative inspiration at the yeah. moment. And, you know, always be, I'm always able to like take out my phone and you know write something in, in a note. And not really, you're good at it, like really yeah. good at it. <laughs> but like music as a process for me, my favorite thing about it is definitely the recording process. And even though like being in the studio and like doing take after take after take is annoying as all hell, it's like taking yeah, <laughs> it's like taking like a bass drum kick and like hitting it against your crotch for like four months straight. oh my god <laughs> i know it was with little saint nick <laughs> oh, yeah. oh god i played every I, like i played everything i literally played everything <laughs> Playing everything. We released our first our first full band track on Christmas last year, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we was, heard uh, it. Actually. Yeah. Oh my god, it was yeah. such a fun. It was such a fun cover to do yeah. too, because like the Beach Boys again is like a big part of my childhood. So it's like, hey, why not, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Wait, 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 yeah we miss Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, but with you, know, I was saying with the with the recording process, it's a pain, but like they're like these big little nuggets of just, like these amazing moments like i call them aha moments or yeah. when like you get a really good take or when something or like that moment when a, when a track just comes together and you're just like oh my god this is like amazing exactly. like you just look at your friends or like oh my god this is sound great it's definitely a collaborative that like I'm yeah. working with my fans and just like having a moment that like we're all connected because like then we're down the line we're like 
performing that music. It's always yeah. we're kind of like reliving that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm it felt better. So like, I just re- I just really enjoy that. I, and I feel like it felt like better as like a collaborative effort when we had that aha moment during Little Saint Nick recording because my um, cousin Dave, who uh, he runs DCNJ Productions, and oh. he mm-hmm. recorded us, and it was like obviously like it was it, it took a long time like we did not have a lot of time to be able to like get together and record because it was freaking hour drive up yeah. like to be able to get to the studio but it was you like know. marissa would have to drive an hour to my house and then i drive like an hour up to the studio and the studio <laughs> is in this little tiny cramped basement in Carney, new jersey mm-hmm. and it was like it's very professional grade, though. That much I will say. Like all of his equipment okay. is like <laughs> intense. <laughs> no, but um, no, but Dave's a really nice guy. He got a really good sound for, uh, you know, what we were doing, and it was kind of. I remember those backup vocals that you hear me trying to do. Um, I was <laughs> it was recorded in um, his vocal booth, which is also. <laughs> The first time I recorded with Dave, it was still when I was doing my solo stuff. And uh-huh. when I had that, as you put it, Nick, um, that aha moment, that like eureka moment where I like felt like the song was coming together. Um, it was only just me and Dave and like it felt good but then when like Little Saint Nick was recorded and like it was all of us being able to you know do it you know get the, get it out there and get the shit done mm-hmm. it just felt mm-hmm. so good to be able to share in the feeling with everybody of that like aha moment in itself yeah, so yeah. it was like the best part of it yeah that's cool oh it's awesome so what artists would you say are your biggest inspirations when you're writing music for Love Rose Without a doubt, I draw on a lot of inspiration. Like, I used to draw on a lot of inspiration from indie artists like Dodie, Mindy Harvey, <gasps> uh, Rebecca Sugar. Yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. loved, like, hearing, like, that ukulele and, like, hear it. And, like, even, like, Melissa Etheridge, um, when I was recording with um, CJ Rare, who used to be in this band Cardinals, um, mm-hmm. and he did, like, he recorded for his own EP, and he, you know, does a lot of, like, acoustic recordings and stuff, and he helps um, Chris from high wind out a whole lot and that's my cousin yeah that's his cousin um, yeah <laughs> yeah um, and oh shit really yeah 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 this yeah, is my cousin yeah but yeah no the cj um he helped me well with the first dp and it was like uh shit i lost my train of thought <laughs> that's my <laughs> bad <laughs> um I forgot what you said, I just found out. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Um, okay. uh, inspiration. Um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, CJ had said to me that, like, my Not So Far Apart with, like, the, um, the little bit of, uh, maraca in the background and the little inklings of piano music, um, mm-hmm. very much mm-hmm. reminded him of, like, uh, Melissa Etheridge, or was it Melissa Etheridge, or was it, like, uh, it was some someone with a similar name but i think he was melissa average um but he said he reminded him very much of that and like i kind of drew on that inspiration for that like i tried to be as indie as possible when it was just me but i i guess it kind of evolved like now i feel like honestly enter shikari (laughs) because i love like that like electro sort of synthy punk sort of mixture and i love like the kind of mishmash of genres that were kind of pulling everything from like i wanted to go more pop punk but then i also wanted to mm-hmm. add like keyboard and synth yeah. and spooky noises and i wanted to do so okay. much of that, that we kind of settled on like avant punk which i guess uh-huh. is what we're labeling it as you know very like pop punk but has like a lot of synth and a lot of like you know like deeper like growly sounds and stuff and trying to you know put it all together and see what happens yeah <laughs> yeah okay you know, definitely. I mean, when I'm when I'm writing the Love Rose, um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely I'm definitely drawing on like I wouldn't say I'm drawing on like specific themes, but definitely just a lot more like kind of like that pop influenced um, indie and kind of like 2003 esque acoustic sounding mm-hmm. pop, whatever you want to call it. And I'm also getting like I'm also, I've also been just like in in general, I've personally been getting really getting really into like 
I'm putting jazz chords into like songs, just like books. Mm-hmm. Like it just like just like get like a more like kind of ethereal, sometimes like frog, almost kind of yeah. uh, sound. And I'm kind of using chords like that on like a one new song that we have called "Drop of a Hat," but it has mm-hmm. like a beat, but then the chorus it switches and it has like this very kind of like taking back Sunday kind of like vibe to it. And I'm really excited for people to hear that song. But if I had to, like, if I wanted, if, like, if I was going to tell anyone, you know, if somebody asked me like, what, like, band you can hear yourself to, I hear a lot of Thunderbolt. Don't forget to stay hydrated. They, they kind of, like, they're similar in different ways, but, I mean, like, they, there's obviously not much of that. They have, like, a lot of uh, ukulele-driven songs. Mm-hmm. A lot of like, that mid two thousand kind of indie pop acoustic uh, mm-hmm. vibes in there that I really dig and I really I, I do hear like, maybe not direct influence I hear a lot of overlap with them they're a really good man you should check them out. all right okay cool yeah okay. definitely well um so what was your first concert and do you think going to see live music as a whole has influenced yeah I cut out fantastic. Yeah. L. <laughs> Let me start again. Um, so, what was your first concert, and do you think going to see live music as a whole has influenced how you present yourself you on stage? I do, do you think live music has influenced how you present yourself? Yeah, I swear to fucking God. Oh my God, the first concert, the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> oh my God, we were just talking about that today. Were we? Were we? Talking? Yeah. I don't remember that. that it's been a today. long fucking day, uh, but. My no. first concert, I really don't remember what my first concert was, but I was just really young. My parents took me to like a whole bunch of concerts when I was a kid. Um, I'd say probably like my first like rock concert, it was either, I was definitely like seven or eight. And either that, that other show I talked about when they just released Hot Plus. Yeah. I got masked in Square Garden, and I remember, I vividly remember it because. I lost. I had a loose tooth. Uh huh. Kid, and no. I came out during Mr. Brightside. <laughs> during Mr. Brightside, how iconic! <laughs> I don't remember, but I was just like sitting there playing with it, and I was like, and it was my first concert. It was either that show, or it was Aerosmith when I was around the same age, and dragged me up to Long Island to go see that with them. Or it was that like <laughs> that like it was like one of those two shows that was probably all within like this year or two years span. I don't mm-hmm. remember which one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first one was the Jonas Brothers. I was I think I was just getting into eighth grade, and I mm-hmm. was with my friend at the time, Chloe, and we. It was at the Wachovia Center in Pennsylvania, and poor me, I didn't bring earplugs or and didn't think about that. So it was oh, loud no. as fuck, and there's some yeah. screaming teeny boppers, and yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was it was it was definitely a fun show. Like I mean, I just remember like being. It was like it was one of those like arena shows where like the stage was like right in the center, and like you know, okay. everybody was, like entirely around, and yeah. like it was so much fun to like just see them in person and like. Yeah, like seeing it, like the feeling of like being on stage in particular is just a feeling that like I love. Like I love being able to play music and have it like evoke something from the crowd. Like mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. loved the feeling that I was getting from them at the time, and to this day, like every time I ever go to a show, like I always love the feeling that like a musician evokes from the crowd yeah. when mm-hmm. playing any kind of music. So it's like no matter what, I wanted to f- have that feeling too, and I always kind of like want to put myself in another person's shoes when it comes to doing something like every time mm-hmm. i see something new i always want to be a part of that something mm-hmm. so like that yeah like, drove me to become a musician yeah okay. I, think, okay I think the first time that the first time that i went to a concert that i like wanted to go to that my parents weren't just bring me to it mm-hmm. was it was 2011 and it what? was the first show of the honda civic tour and it was the lineup was 1982 and my cat romance and uh manchester orchestra shit and that was that was like i remember like that was like when i just kind of like 
really gotten into Blink. I actually have really goofy pictures of me. I'm wearing, mm. so. <laughs> um, I'm wearing like I'm wearing like a like a Blink shirt that's just way too big for me. It's like a smock, and I have like this good gray baseball hat that I'm wearing backwards. Uh-huh. It's, like, it, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. That just um, sounds like two thousand ten like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's the like, usually the first, like, the most 2010 picture. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I saw, um, probably a year after that, I saw NPR at Bamboozle Festival 2012. Mm-hmm. I, originally, I had originally gotten tickets to go to Bamboozle because it was the headline, but mm-hmm. the drummer, uh, Travis, he like had he like had like tonsillitis or something. Uh-huh. He get, like, a oh. and they oh, dropped yeah, off the bell. Oh. And, oh my god! And I was so mad because like I I didn't I hadn't even like listened to really listened to MCR at all at the time, and mm-hmm. they took their place, and I was like, I want to see Blank. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and then I was like that following summer, I re- I got I got like I hit my MCR face uh-huh. like full on. Then they broke up. <laughs> So yeah, I saw him twice without even knowing who really they were. So did you? Were you able? Did you try for tickets for the reunion tour or? For the what? For the the reunion. For the reunion. I got I got two I got two tickets like I got like shit seats. I got shit seats for night. You were there for night one. Yeah, I got shit seats for night one in Jersey. I thought you were talking about the Shrine show. I was no. like, you went? No. And you didn't say anything? I wish. Oh my god, sorry. Yeah, for the new Mike yeah, yeah. Actually, I got to the Super Dental Center. I'm hoping that can still go. Yeah. I ended up getting tickets for my uh, my roommate, actually. Um, she had wanted oh. to go for like the longest time, and like I finally was able to get them. I have yet to get them for myself, only because funds Wait. are not a thing for me at the moment. I felt and, that, yeah. yeah. You know, my paycheck... I. I get a weekly paycheck, but I'm not like I have to keep putting it off because I'm like, how much do I want to spend? Like, <laughs> yeah, and like you also have to wait for hopefully the prices to go down because uh, they are <laughs> insane. Yeah, resale yeah. is not good. No, they're definitely taking advantage of the hardcore oh, fans now. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I saw one for like eight hundred dollars, and it was like <gasps> nosebleeds. Yeah, and no, I, I shed a tear. It's not on PR though. Ticket map. Yeah, them, like, we're gonna take these emos and we're just gonna bleed them dry. Yeah, we're gonna bleed them dry. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So if you could go to any show, past or present, which show would you go to? Like, it could be any mm-hmm. show ever. Like, oh, not one that you've already been to already. If you want to go back to that one, like. Hmm. There's a bunch of shows that I would have wanted to go to, like, in my past and, I guess, like, my future. I don't know. Um, um, huh. That's kind of a hard question, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I can't really, um, hmm. I know like, what for I me, doing. personally, it'd be Live Aid. I just have mm-hmm. to, like... I like I would yeah Live Aid would definitely Live Aid's definitely on my list. I'm like trying mm-hmm. to think of like what particular like one Green Day, like- Green Day mm-hmm. Blink 82 and Jimmy Eat World toured together in 2002. I would go what? back and see Yeah. That's I would a good go back out. and see them. And wow. I would also go back to the Enter Shikari show that I saw in Philly <laughs> back in December mm-hmm. because that was amazing and I got to hold up the singer I'm like in love with. Oh like, no! Hey, did it. you really? <laughs> yeah, it, was, like, it was amazing. I touched my body. It was like, oh, yeah. like it was so and then I was like, yeah. like, like 2006, and then see Andrew Shikari again, like back when we were just a local band. That's mm-hmm. how they started. They were totally DIY. Yeah. They're, yeah. Like, totally this DIY band, and they're still like independent. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. Is just, like, that's just like another reason why they're just like, that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like a good show that I probably would have wanted to go back to because I really like their music. Um, Last summer, the Pony played, and I went with my boyfriend and my boyfriend's brother. And the whole time, like, I was just, you know, I was into it. I didn't really know a lot of the words, unfortunately, but John. 
absolutely loved it and I thought it was a lot mm-hmm. of fun and he the whole time like was just like leaning down like hugging me from behind singing in my ear and like mm-hmm. knew all the words to all the songs and then I crowd surfed a bunch of times so that was a lot yeah. of fun oh, that's cool. and before that I had like I'd only crowd surfed like once before then and it was at one of my own shows actually back when I was still in the band Ventress um, mm-hmm. which that was a lot of fun um, but I had like crowd surfed three times that night and I was like over the moon I got like a good glimpse of Claudio and his freaking long ass like Maui fro of hair yeah (laughs) um another show that I probably wouldn't want to go to over the summer huh that was a show at the Pony, right yeah yeah oh I was I was hanging out with Steve from Drive Kid that day and we were walking because like I'm like I live like I'm like a 10 minute walk from the Stone Pony and we were listening. We were listening to that. We were listening to Coheed and Cambria soundcheck. <laughs> we were just popping out eating tacos. Nice. Um, another show that I probably would have wanted to go to, or that I would have liked to have gotten a repeat of, um, was okay. So you guys are gonna laugh at me, but there is this. Um, there are these bands that I'm very interested in. That um, mm-hmm. another um, thing that my boyfriend introduced me to, because he's introduced me to like a lot of like not like mainstream bands like mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. more, i guess more obscure ish names like forgive me if i'm like making myself sound elitist when i say that um <laughs> but he introduced me to and you guys are gonna laugh at the names ninja sex party and tupperware oh. remix party i have heard oh, yeah, of the heard first one yeah I think they are fantastic. Yeah. Their music is really funny and really mm-hmm. great. Like they released a new song called "I Don't Know What I'm I Don't Know What I'm Talking About," and I, it's such a first date mood. Like, oh my mm-hmm. actual god. <laughs> um, but their songs are like they're all really fun. And Twerp actually, TWRP, um, is a mm-hmm. backup band for Ninja Sex Party, so like they kind of go hand in hand a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But yeah. TWRP had like a separate show where they did it in like this underground. It was like a base. It was like a not like a basement, but like it was like an underground club venue. And this opener, Planet Booty, which mm-hmm. again the names, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like the name, like the the opener was so much fun. Like they yeah. were like this trio of like very like jazzy kind of funk pop um people who like um had like a disco ball shaped like a butt and it was the funniest yeah. thing like just yeah them. and like being able to like like for a minute the lead singer like looked at john and like they connected for a brief moment in the song yeah um, oh, they have cool. called take off your pants and it was so funny <laughs> like just literally yeah. like, and no and here's the funny thing about that song in particular is that mm-hmm. is that um that song's like it's like a slow like it's like jazzy and then all of a sudden it's like da, 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 take off your pants <laughs> i can't stop laughing it was great and then when Tupperware Remix Party played, um, Sung actually came, in, Dr. Sung, the lead singer, who, like, wears, like, this cone on his head, he came mm-hmm. into the crowd and, like, was, like, hugging a bunch of the fans. I got to hug him. Oh, that's and cool. And he was sweaty, but I did not give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> it was, like, uh, just the moment was so cool. And, like, the, because the venue was so small, like, we were able to get, like, really close to the stage and, like, see them at, like, such a close, like, like personal level mm-hmm. and like yeah. you know seeing all of the equipment and like seeing like the guys in like these like full like spandex suits and like masks and stuff because mm-hmm. Stephanie Williams probably has like this whole thing about their identity like they you know like cover their face in like masks and like you know one of them looked like they had like an Ant-Man mask on one's got a freaking cone on his head one looks like yeah. a robot one's a robot like the whole thing is like <laughs> so it's more extreme <laughs> than Slipknot and like, like <laughs> hiding their disguise yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what are your top very much, three? But like, it's very. Their music is very like funk from the eighties. They're like they brand themselves as like we're from the future, but we're from the eighties, but yeah. we're from Canada, but we're from uh-huh. space. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what are your top three songs to perform live? Hmm. Top songs like our songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For me. Probably Rich Blood, Drowned Out, and we do this cover of Still Into You by Paramore. That's really fun to play. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a lot of fun. That's what I, that's what I, that's what I really like to do. Recently, when we actually um, played that song at an, um, 
it was like our last show before all the quarantine nonsense um, at the clubhouse in Tom's River. Um, mm -hmm. It was me, Nikki, and our brand new bassist, Bethany. Um, mm -hmm. I couldn't in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we were playing the song. One of the members of the band Driving Underwater, who was at the show at that time, um, mm -hmm. like, really, like, gave us, like, that, are you seriously doing this right now? This is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, like, I saw they had Paramore written on their shirt, and the second we started playing it, they, like, gave us that, like, oh my god, yes, 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 yeah. like, expression, and then, like, the entire crowd, like, started singing along, and it was just a really fantastic moment, so definitely that one. I mm -hmm. agree with Nick on all of those, and the cover of What's Up by Four Non Blondes that we kind of pull out of our ass every now and again, uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. because it's such an easy song to play, first of all, and I let Nikki take over the vocals because she does such a good job with it, and mm -hmm. it's like such a fun, like, and it's cool because like, Nikki is also a singer, and she's really good at like what she does, yeah. and like, we all kind of share in like the vocal responsibility. Like, I don't want to yeah. just be the only singer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We kind of, we, like, Bethany's, like, a trained singer, too, so, like, we can all do it, so I definitely, when we get into the studio, I definitely want to get, like, some four-way harmonies going. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And especially because, um, we may or may not, and I do say this as, like, an I'm not confirming this kind mm -hmm. of thing, but every, um, the covers that I, uh, the cover that I did um, that I recorded as a solo and the cover mm -hmm. that we recorded, Little St. Nick, they're all part of compilations by this uh, guy who runs this record company called A Few Good Records. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he does like these charity compilations. We may be recording a cover for their next charity compilation as a full band. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are? That may or may not be. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I've mentioned it. Who <laughs> we are? I've heard it. I've got um, but there is a chance, and I'm not confirming this now because we don't know what's going to happen yet, but there is a chance that there may be a cover from us as a full, full band, four members, with a shitload of harmony. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. That's exciting. That's really yeah. exciting. I'm looking forward to that, yeah. definitely. If, 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 if it happens, yeah. 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 It could be very cool if it happens. We don't know. Definitely. Yeah. So what is your dream venue to play in? Like, when you go Starland. to that venue, you're like... Starland. 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 Okay. Starland, surprisingly. Uh, well, and, and this is mostly just out of, due out of the fact that I've seen what, the ones you forgot play at Starland. And I'm like, yes. I really want to get on that stage. When, <laughs> when did you see them play? Um, not long ago, actually. Yeah, because I, I saw them open for... January. Yeah, I saw them open for Sleeping with Sirens. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it was. Yep. Yeah. We actually interviewed them. Yeah, oh, not too yeah, long ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're really awesome. I love them to death. They're such great mm -hmm. friends, and they're so like yeah. they're part of the reason why I wanted to get the local bands in the first place. Them, and at the time when Chris from Highwind was in the band My Lonely Heart, because yes. that, the, that was like the first like local band that I ever saw, and that like really like pushed me to that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gloria. I'm gonna flip these questions. You're gonna ask the first one. I'll ask the second one. So we like do this oh, thing okay. where we get so questions I from the last band that we interviewed. And uh, we didn't ask this to any of the other bands. You're cutting out. Oh, you're, you are cutting, cutting out. Also. Am I cutting out? Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't, know I don't know what's going on either. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. You're still cutting out. If anything, I can ask them both. How about now? Oh, you're yeah. Okay. Let's. So we do this thing. We get questions from the last band we interviewed. We haven't asked this one yet because none of them were from Jersey, and this is a very Jersey question. Can you cut out? I swear to fucking God. Yes. Yeah, do it. So we do this thing where we get questions from the last band we interviewed, and we actually have two questions because we didn't get to ask the last one uh, to our last band uh, because they aren't from New Jersey, so they wouldn't really understand it. Uh, yeah, so the question is from Green Knuckle Material, pork roll or Taylor ham? Oh, gosh. Both. Okay. Taylor okay. <laughs> ham is the brand. Pork rolls the meat. That's all. Exactly. Okay. All right. See, I didn't understand it because I live in Virginia, and Shane was like, "Oh, it's it's a New Jersey thing." I'm like, yeah. "That doesn't." Yeah. I'm like, "We can't ask it to." The pork roll is the product. Taylor ham is the name yeah. of the product. Pork yeah. roll is okay. this, this meat that just tastes like saltier bacon. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all right. Okay. It's not amazing. Good. 
I grew up calling it Taylor Ham, but I've kind of just like called it both for yeah. like the Some past couple years. Like, so I'm like, I really don't care. People are like, crazy about like Taylor Ham, like they just like either just like about it as a product or the name or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I don't have. I don't have. I don't feel too strongly one way or the other about it. Mm-hmm. I guess. I guess because I grew up in Central Jersey. I think Central Jersey is like. Yeah, we don't give a shit around here. Yeah, and that's <laughs> why they. And that's why they all the. Northerners and Southerners in New Jersey want to say that Central Jersey doesn't exist. Uh-huh. Like, you know, taking neutral stances on the Taylor Ham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I don't I don't know Central Jersey, but I relate. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try again. Can you guys hear me? I'm not cutting I'm out. Not cut out. <laughs> I swear to fucking God, I'm sitting it out. Am I finishing this interview? I think so. All right. So, so our sad. next question... Oh, no, no, no. We, we have a couple more questions. Just a few okay, more. Okay, okay. Um, I really like so, this. I don't got nothing to do. <laughs> I gotta eat dinner. <laughs> oh, well, I've never really done a podcast before, so this is, like, a really cool experience for me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, our next question from another band that we just interviewed, from Oolong. What is your favorite type of pizza slash favorite pizza place, and why? Hmm. Lately, it's been Shiano's in Bayville. They make really fantastic pizza, and they okay. are like twenty minutes away from where my boyfriend and I live right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have like a favorite type because really they're all my favorite. Yeah, um, that's fair. I, I that. do like meat lovers, and you guys are gonna hate me, but Hawaiian. <laughs> <gasps> Bro, okay, well I like pineapple on pizza. I, I don't like ham though, so I half agree with I you. I like the taste of like them both. I guess it's like mm-hmm. I mean I'm autistic. I have like very weird. T- buds so i can mm-hmm. kind of like the sweetness and the ham at the same time like yeah it's definitely like not like it's definitely not like conventional but mm-hmm. i do like the taste mm-hmm. and i can just deal with like a regular cheese pizza any day honestly for me it's weird because like pineapple and pizza just taste so different that the few times that i've tasted them together they just canceled out, and I didn't taste anything. <laughs> yeah, like it just, it just kind of like it just kind of it was just kind of like it was more of a texture than it was a taste. I don't know, maybe it, wow. maybe it was just from a shitty place, but yeah, yeah, maybe. Pizza I like it's uh, mm-hmm. I like a good margarita slice, or oh, or I like I like mushrooms. I like mushrooms. Yeah, on margarita. Pizza. Mushrooms on and pizza. There, I have this like um, there's like this amazing old fashioned pizza place like down the street from me called mm-hmm. Del Ponte's. Del Ponte, mm-hmm. Bradley Beach, New Jersey. It's awesome. They do like, like wood oven pizza. It's like, mm-hmm. like really good thin crust. It's like crunchy, oh, but yeah, it's all it's like, <laughs> it's like just like it's like it's like always super fresh. It's like so good. Yeah, thin crust is definitely superior. Yeah, it's just like the perfect bite. Of pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I am gonna keep I'm on try trying. <laughs> I'm gonna. Right, can you it. hear me? Am I cutting out? You, you're good right good, now. Actually. Good right now. Okay. Uh, where do you see the band in the next five years? Yay. Uh, in the next five years, releasing more music, definitely. <laughs> okay. Releasing more music, definitely. Playing more shows, you know, trying to get out as much material as possible, and mm-hmm. just trying to... I mean, I guess I would love to get signed by someone, like, maybe local-ish. Like, yeah. maybe do, like, more, like public release um 25 slash 8 pr is a really good um uh, public public campaign mm-hmm. they um are run by hope abronowitz of the band vista and she in particular is like amazing with like putting mm-hmm. out like you know campaigns for people and mm-hmm. i would really yeah. want to get like you know have my press done by her yeah. i think that would be really cool because like we can really do with some really good press and like i want to yeah. i guess i just want to do more and like be on the same level as like some of like the other bands that have gotten to that point like shallow pools vista like high wind you know all of those guys have gotten to a good point in their career where like they can you know play these shows and like be well known by people and like have all like these releases and stuff and i really want to get up to that level and especially because like my old band someday you'll know us actually just got to that level um in regards to being able to like play like really big shows because they were gonna open for um attila at one point oh, shit. before oh. everything happened and was that gonna be you know, at Starland? recently um they recently opened for um 
fuck, they recently opened for Trapped, so I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, I don't like Trapped mm-hmm. anymore, especially mm-hmm. with everything that they've been saying lately. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but I thought that was really cool, and yeah. I want to get up to, like, the level of being able to open for, like, really big people. Like, mm-hmm. that would be really fucking awesome. Like, if, if if Nick and I, like, were told today that we were opening for Andrew Takari, I would mm-hmm. die of happiness. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would just shit myself and die. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I would, yeah, that's just, that's just how it would happen. And and for me, I'm not like, not that I like, don't. I'm not, I'm just kind of like, for me, I just, like, I just kind of want to do music for mm-hmm. as long as I feasibly can. I'm kind of not at this point in my life where I'm like, you know, I don't, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, like, get a job with everything that's happening and like mm-hmm. you know here or like in the very near future but my goal is to kind of you know work in entertainment journalism always like have my foot in the music industry mm-hmm. perform and just kind of let like like use the connections i make in both my band and my professional career mm-hmm. and just kind of have them intertwine mm-hmm. as much as i can and i definitely just want to that kid and you know love rose as, as far as i can push it until at least until you know i feel that like i've reached somewhat of like whatever but mm-hmm. you know i really don't know what uh, I, I don't know how things are going to happen but i'm just yeah. you know, here for the ride and i just yeah. want to make some good music and i want to play some shows with some good people. Mm-hmm. nobody knows what the future holds yeah 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 that's true that's true more now than ever so, is that life yeah. in the universe <laughs> I don't believe so, but it is it definitely like a line that I stand by because I'm because it's right. Like you never know what the future's gonna hold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for the last questions, uh, we're actually gonna switch away from music. So okay. I'm gonna start it off with: if you're on death row, what would your last meal be and why? That's a load. Oh, that is a hard question. Yeah. Um, drink um, as well. Yeah. Um. Probably, probably my boyfriend's homemade chicken. He makes really, really good chicken breast and like veggies and like and like a specific sauce, and it's just like so tasty. And he always makes it really good. But it, uh, I guess just anything that he makes, because I'm biased, mm-hmm. but he makes really good food. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can have a similar answer. My dad is a really good cook, so mm-hmm. bro, I probably want something by him he makes like he makes like a really good like beef stew with like pasta sort of thing mm-hmm. like really good like like teriyaki chicken and broccoli we just make so much like probably like most of whatever he cooks maybe mm-hmm. and as for drinks my last my last drink um if i'm like about to die then only two drinks come to mind Mm-hmm. One of them is something I had in a bar in London last year while I was studying abroad. Mm-hmm. It was a key lime pie cocktail. Oh, cool. This lime and like melon liqueur or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, no, I don't drink anymore. Like, yeah. it's alcohol, but I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was it was crazy because like the glass was like rimmed with like mm-hmm. cinnamon or something, wow. and then it was like topped with like a like a toasted meringue. Thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you take a sip of it, and it's like it's like all the flavor profiles of like a key lime pie. You get yeah. like yeah. the filling, you get like oh, the meringue, awesome. and you get like the crust, and it was mm-hmm. like it was so good. <laughs> and so I'd either have that, and since I'm about to die, I would probably also not be too opposed to just downing like a tall glass of just pure liquid LSD. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Like, why yeah, not if, 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 they're, if they're strapping me into the chair, I'll drink anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. First, just drink, see what happens. It's like the whole forbidden snack thing. Like, if you're about that's to die anyway, then, like, wouldn't you want to try any forbidden snack? Yeah. 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 As far as drinks go, a root beer float. I don't know. Yeah, like, float's good. yeah they're good. And, like, I, I guess I just love sweet things, so. Feel that, too. Yeah. That was definitely the most wholesome answer we've gotten. It was, like, yeah. Like, without a doubt. It makes me look like a piece of shit. <laughs> um, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, uh, where would you live? 
You cut out again. Gloria, just yeah. ask the fucking question. I got okay. a question, though. Okay. If it was place yeah neverland neverland oh yeah, yeah oh we've gotten that answer before peter yeah. pan is like we have. one of my all-time favorite characters in like yeah. the literal world i fell in love with him when i was like five one mm -hmm. because he like he has like a magical island two he's immortal mm -hmm. three he can fly four yeah. he goes on adventures every day five that i mentioned he can fly <laughs> yeah. yeah you got a point, you got a point. <laughs> wait, wait, the question was like if i can like any like fictional place where yeah. I want to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Um, this is kind of drawing on like my childhood a little bit, but mm. when I was growing up, I really loved watching Codename Kids Next Door. No. <gasps> yeah. I would have like, I'm so fantasized about like having like one of those six tree houses. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Those treehouse spaces are fucking lovely. I would, I, I, I would be all over that. I would either want to live in that, or I'd want to live in like Tokyo or something. Just go to like the virtual yeah. world. Like that. that would be so sick. Yeah, I also, um, also love the digital world in Digimon, specifically mm -hmm. in Digimon the fourth season, because I mean the kids got to turn into Digimon for once. Come on, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, really like, like that's like the worst season. <laughs> like. I would want to fucking turn into a Digimon. Come on, who wouldn't? Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Like, if you so had the ability to like turn into something like that could kick someone else's ass, mm -hmm. come on, I would totally do it. <laughs> you got a point. Got a point. <laughs> do you want to ask the last one, Shane? Since I asked. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is the last question, and it's probably the most important question we're going to ask you today. Okay. What is your favorite color? Be specific. Very yeah. specific. Go down to the hex if you want to. Like <laughs> For the longest time, my favorite three colors are okay. sky blue, lilac, and silver. Ooh. I really I like, like, like those. I really like green and like various shades of green. Like mm -hmm. pretty much like I guess um evergreen and like seafoam green. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Particularly, and this is going to sound sappy, those are my girlfriend's favorite colors, so I really oh. associate that with her. And I associate her with the sensitivity. You don't have to do it to you. <laughs> but, but I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, green, because I'm gay for my girlfriend. Um, yeah, that's valid. That's yeah. valid. I also really love, I guess just, like, purple in general, I also really love red and black. Like, I love, mm -hmm. like, fun, like, dark colors. Like, mm -hmm. the, uh, the first three that I listed were, like, big colors that I loved when I was, like, a kid. I feel like my color love has evolved over the years. Yeah. And, like, I love, like, I guess just, like, the whole fucking rainbow, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You're gonna make you're gonna make me try to sign off. Actually, I have a question. Do we, okay. get, do we get to leave questions for like the next band you interview? Yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, uh, so Can you put it in the I chat? Oh yeah, we. We'll we'll take it in the chat after. Yeah, we'll take it in the chat after. After. Yeah, yeah. Am I not cutting out, or can I talk now? You you can try, and right. if it doesn't work, I'll do it. Yeah. Do you guys have anything you want to plug? Uh. Well, we still have we still have our first full band track, which is Little Saint Nick, and is on a few good records. Bandcamp.com slash track slash Little Saint Nick. Um, we I have, obviously I have my own original music that's also on Bandcamp. That's uh, Main Street Nights, my first EP. Um, we have our Facebook page, Love Rose. We have Instagram, uh, Love Rose underscore NJ. We have our Twitter, which is Love Rose NJ. Um, and as far as I can think of, that's all we pretty much got. All right. Well, then, uh, that's all the questions we have. So uh, thanks for sitting down with us. Uh, this is Mary and uh, Nick. Oh, my God. You cut out again. No. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> I... Okay. So am I, am I doing this then? Yeah. Okay, so uh, this has been the Good Noise Podcast. Um, thanks for coming talking with us. Love Rose. Thanks for having it's been us. an honor. Yeah, and um, that's it. All right, awesome. <laughs>